AM 1060 KDUS Tempe Phoenix and KSLX HD2 Scottsdale Phoenix. It's now time to enter the sports zone with your host, Bob Kemp. Well, I think I'd take the three. Prescott, touchdown for Dak Prescott. Made it look easy as he kept after the fake. There's Cook. Dalvin Cook picks Uh-oh. up a first down, still going inside the 30. Cook inside the 10, the 5, touchdown. 53 yards in his return home. And bootleg means fake it and go over and same thing here to hand it off right up the middle. Parniak is the fullback. It's Elliott into the end zone for the game's first touchdown. Dallas took just three minutes and change to go the 82 yards. He's done well, Jones, against sliders and changeups. The fastball's been the issue. And he knocks it right up the middle. And the Rockies have the lead. Fastball right down the middle, maybe a little bit mid by high. But he just cracked this ball hard right up the middle. Well, give yourself a chance. And Lauren strikes out the side. One, two, three in the ninth inning. And Colorado with a four-run eighth steals a 6-4 to four win. After the Diamondbacks had got things pointed back to where they wanted to go, Tori Lovello said his team had been smiling again, but not many smiles in that dugout game right now. Difference of two seconds, game clock and shot clock. Harden, sizing up Harper. It's a three. Oh! Harden's got 45! Timeout, Boston! Just 52 double-digit strikeout games. 0-2. Swing and a miss. Strikeout 11 for Scherzer. He struck out five of the last six. A 1-2-3-7. He is cruising here tonight. The Rangers lead 6-0. It's stretch time in Arlington. One and one, the count to Bell, and the pitch, Warren hit high and deep, right field, they've done it! Back to back to back, for the first time since July of 2020, what on earth is going on here in Miami? Five to one, Marlins lead! Dial 602-260-1060, that's 602-260-1060, or tweet the show at KDUSAM1060. And now, here's your sports zone guide, Bob Kemp, on KDUSAM1060. Welcome to the Tuesday, August 15th edition of the Sports Zone, not just the news and scores, the news and scores with analysis. In today's Sports Zone, right here on KDUS AM 1060 and KS Lux HD 2 100.7, the Cowboys, are they good enough to challenge the Eagles? Dalvin Cook and Zeke Elliott, which will have a bigger impact in 2023? The Diamondbacks, which failed the most last night, the bullpen or the offense? James Harden, is he still worth all the stuff? I'd like to use a different word other than stuff, but you can fill in the blanks. The Rangers, are you surprised? They now lead the Astros by four games in the loss column. And what else caught your eye since our last show? Here's today's schedule lineup on the show, which is the most informative sports talk Monday through Friday. In moments, we have the introduction of today's pipeline. 9.15 or so, we'll go around Major League Baseball with longtime sports on guest Scott Miller. 
of the law of the New York Times. Uh, 930 would be interactive action, who tried to say. And I uh, did it maybe successfully the second time. Let's try for three. Interactive action, 602-260-1060. Also of the local roundup, that will include, oh, boy, Diamondbacks, Rockies analysis from Monday night. That was uh, not good. More on that in a minute. Uh, also in the final segment of the sports zone will be the national roundup topped by the Major League Baseball scoreboard from Monday. Also in this hour, we'll have a four-pack of Diamondbacks tickets. It's ASU night on Monday night. That's next Monday night, August 21st, against the first-place Rangers. Stay tuned for that. Not right now. It's only four segments in this hour, so it's not going to be pretty soon. So we'll have a four-pack of uh, Diamondbacks tickets. Once again, ASU night, Monday night. That's a 641st pitch. Remember that, so you know, don't get fooled here. It's a night game. So uh, you know, it's a 641st pitch against the uh, first-place Texas Rangers. And I don't think Scherzer is going to be pitching in that game. He pitched last night, so unless they you know, juggle their pitching rotation. But anyway, uh, Diamondbacks and Rangers tickets. ASU night on Monday night. We'll get to that soon. But not right now. Right now, onto the pipeline. It's time for today's local. Time for today's pipeline, where the host reveals the hot topics for discussion. And we start with a KDUS poll question at KDUS1060.com. And today's question is, are the Cowboys with Zach Martin ending his holdout good enough to challenge the Eagles in the NFC East? And Corey is here and has the early returns. Leading right now is yes, 80% of the vote there. No at 20 on KDUS1060.com. Wow, some Cowboys love here. Martin and the Cowboys on Monday agreed to a reworked deal that will reportedly pay the elite offensive lineman $18 million in each of the next two seasons. Today's Twitter poll question, which Monday edition will have the bigger impact in 2023? Dalvin Cook with the Jets or Zeke Elliott with the Patriots? And once again, Corey has the early returns. Leading right now is Cook with the Jets, 63.6% of the vote there. Zeke with the Patriots at 36.4% on KDUSAM1060 on Twitter. Cook and Elliott agree to terms on one-year deals, really within like two hours on Monday afternoon, our time. Cook, I'm guessing, providing some insurance if Brees Hall, who's coming off of last season's injury, if Hall's not ready for the uh, Jets' week one opener, even though it appears he's going to be. But that's good, some good insurance for the Jets there. And Elliott presumably will back up uh, last year's Patriots leading rusher, Demondre Stevenson. Also, if you're in fantasy leagues, this is not good news if you are interested in Brees Hall or Demondre Stevenson, by the way. Not thrilled about either of those things because there's a lack of running backs in fantasy football this year. Meanwhile, on the local front, the Diamondbacks' lack of offense and bullpen cost them last night. The Diamondbacks managed just four runs on five hits at Colorado. And after Merrill Kelly managed uh, and allowed just two runs in six innings, Joe Bantaply, Scott McGuff, and Kyle Nelson contributed to allow, or combined, I should say, to allow four runs in the uh, what turned out to be the game-losing eighth inning. Which should be blamed the most in the Diamondbacks 6-4 loss last night at Colorado, the offense or the bullpen? Meanwhile, spanning the globe, James Harden wants out again. The ASU alum this time wants away from his third organization. 
after calling out Sixers front office man Daryl Morey. Is James Harden at this stage of his career worth all the stuff that comes with it? <laughs> but like I said, I like to use another word that starts with an S, uh, but I can't use that on the radio. Or it'd be my last radio words, probably. Meanwhile, the Rangers, the Texas Rangers, added another game to the American League West lead. Max Scherzer dominated the Angels last night, while the Astros and Framber Valdez could not beat the Marlins. Are you surprised the Rangers now have increased their lead to four games in the loss column in the National League, excuse me, the American League uh, West, the American League West, they haven't changed the divisions. American Lee West, they lead by four games in a loss column against the Astros. Are you surprised? Also, in addition to all these excellent questions and topics, what else caught your eye since our last show? That's the pipeline for today. We'll get to all these tremendous topics and much more during today's sensational one-hour radio program. Anything else in your mind falls into the general discussion categories, whether it's from the pipeline or a sports topic on your mind, 602 602- 260-1060, or you can tweet the show at KDUSAM1060 or twitter.com slash KDUSAM1060. Basically, the only rules are accuracy and objectivity. If you violate those rules or if you're just simply bad, you will be the target of this. Coming up next, Corey, we'll have a news update. That'll be followed by a round Major League Baseball. We'll start with the uh, National League wild card situation. At least that's my excellent formed plan, I hope, I think. <laughs> Scott Miller is scheduled to join us from the New York Times, and uh, we'll go through the wild card races. And then we'll cut, uh, cover some other things in Major League Baseball, including those Red Hat Texas Rangers. Max Scherzer dominant last night, as I mentioned, during the pipeline. Once again, at the bottom of the hour, to be phone call time, general discussion, if you want to jump aboard, 602-260-1060. And also we'll have some local roundup. That'll be topped by the Diamondbacks and Rockies from last night. Not good last night in Colorado for the Diamondbacks. It was good for seven innings, and then things fell apart. But really, if you take a look at the first seven innings, the Diamondbacks should have had more runs. You're listening to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KSLUX HD2 100.7. Teams Out West brings NFL, NBA, MLB, and local sports talk to you Monday night starting at 7 on KDUS AM 1060 and the KDUS 1060 app. Welcome back to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KISS Lux HD 2 100.7. Your home of the Dan Patrick Show live Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 a.m. Right now, we have a four-pack of tickets for next Monday's Diamondbacks and Rangers game. That's also ASU night. So right now, 602-260-1060. Caller number one. Let's just make this simple. Caller number one, 602-260-1060. You are today's winner. Once again, caller number one, 602-260-1060. Also, fans can purchase a special event ticket package to receive a game ticket. Uh, and a uh, co-branded ASU and uh, Diamondbacks t-shirt. Uh, visit diamondbacks.com slash ASU to secure tickets now. First pitch on Monday night at Chase Field is at 640. The Diamondbacks on July the 1st were 16 games above 500 and atop the National League West. They were three games ahead of the Dodgers. Today, the Diamondbacks are one game under 500 and 13 games behind the first place Dodgers. Out to the KDUS hotline we go. 
And to go around Major League Baseball, we're now joined in sports zone by Scott Miller of uh, the New York Times. And, Scott, good to have you on the show. A little uh, Jefferson Starship there uh, to lead you in. I don't know if we're still into the uh, the intro music or not, are we? <laughs> oh, always, always, yes. Uh, 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 yeah, love the music and, um, uh, yeah, always uh, eager to hear what you guys have going. Yeah, I never know either, so I don't control that. I just, you know, I did provide the music like 10 years ago and said, let's use these things for intros. But anyway, okay, back to the Diamondbacks we go. And I'd rather talk about Jefferson Starship right now, actually. But uh, the Diamondbacks are uh, fading. They've lost 10 of their last 12. They blew a late lead last night at Colorado. What are people around the game saying about the massive collapse of the Diamondbacks in the last six weeks and why that might be? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, it, people want to believe in the Diamondbacks, I, I think. And and I'm not saying they don't right now in terms of – I think the general thought is with guys like Corbin Carroll and Zach Gallon, you know, the, 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 their rebuild, they're certainly further down, the, further down the road and closer to winning. When I say people want to believe in the Diamondbacks, that, that was more – you know, earlier in the year, the, you know, in May and June, the big question was, are they, hey, are these guys for real? Are these guys for real? And they, honestly, they re, they played so well for so long that I thought, I began to think, okay, the, 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 these guys are for real. And, uh, you know, then from injuries to pitching to bullpen to, you know, all across the board, things just seem to slow down and sputter. It has been a problem. There's been a few. Um, <laughs> so, you know, the, the Phillies, Giants, and Marlins right now are the three nationally wildcard teams. Let's examine those teams. Let's start with the Phillies. What do you like about them, and what might be some reason for reasons for concern regarding them? Um, you know, health is always an issue. I mean, you know, Bryce Harper, when he was hurt earlier, and, you know, he's, he's had a nice, you know, nice gutty comeback, but um, – you know, without him being able to play the outfield, um, he's contributing, no doubt about it. But also worry that it, it's a constant reminder that that um, you know these these guys are are uh, you know a, a, an injury or two away from you know being hurt. But I think I think the experience, I think what we saw from Rob Thompson last year. Um, you know, he's just steady, steady, steady on the, on the rucker. And the Phillies are a veteran team. They play, you know, they, they play for him. And they also know what they're doing. Um, so I think I think all of all of that's good. I mean, one thing it's easy to forget about the Phillies, too. Remember, early in the season when they lost, uh, you know, early in the spring, Reese Hoskins, you know, that, he was a huge yeah. part of the middle of that lineup. So it, it took a little while for them to rearrange things and, and um, you know, and and figure get get smooth things over. You know, also Trey Turner had a rough rough start, and he's playing better now. Um, so what were the other teams? You, you said three wild card teams. That's the Phillies. Okay, well we'll get to the Giants. Let's get to the Giants next. Uh, you like the Diamondbacks? The Giants are fading rather quickly. Maybe it's just fair to ask: How are the Giants seven games above five hundred for the season? Yeah, that's a that's a, a legitimate question, um, especially with that pitching. I mean, their pitching now is it's down to like Webb and Alex Cobb, and then they've got like five, three openers. It's like every night is an opener in a bullpen game, and um, 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, credit for playing above their talent. I think the, the uh, you know, it's the case of the sum of the parts is, is better than the whole. But we're starting to catch up to them right now. <laughs> you know, it starts with pitching. Di Sclafani on the 60-day injured list is is not a mm-hmm. – I mean, that, that hurts. Um, so Patrick Bailey – like a keeper or a catcher. Having to cycle through so many young guys. You know, Brandon Crawford looked older this year. Um, you know, they just uh, uh, they just called up the kid. Uh, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, um, a rookie outfielder. Matos. Um, Meckler. Wait, well, Matos oh, okay. and Wade oh, Meckler. Right. Wade Meckler, yeah, that's, oh, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, Matos has uh, struggled. I think he went back down, in fact. Yeah, he did, and now they're trying out Wade Meckler. So, you know, they're in a gutty season, but they just they, – they, they're, they're, I think this late in the season, their depth is starting to be exposed. Um, and also, you go with openers three out of every five nights. I mean, eventually <laughs> – you know, you, your bullpen is just going to get trashed because they these guys just can't keep pitching every single night. So that's rough. Um, um, and I know we're not going there maybe later, but you know, as the Diamondbacks fade and the Giants fade, look up. Here we are again. The Dodgers are rolling. And, and, yeah. and I mentioned them in this breath with the, the Diamondbacks and Giants simply because the Dodgers' depth. Um, I mean, they're talented, of course, but – coming at you in waves and over a six month season, they're going to be right now. They still, that organization, you talk about losing Cody Bellinger, Justin Turner and others, but that organization is still far deeper than others. And over the course of six months, it shows. It is pretty amazing. Talking with Scott Miller from the New York times going around major league baseball. Okay. So the Marlins last night, they hit three consecutive homers in the eighth inning. Yeah. Uh, they beat Framber Valdez and the Astros. Um, you know, the, you know, Josh Bell has been unbelievable since they acquired him and Jake Berger. Are those two guys good enough to keep them? And the, 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 you know, the you know, right now they're the third wild card team. Are those guys good enough? That offense wasn't good before that, but it seems like they've uh, you know certainly provi- you know, provided some kind of offensive boost here. They have. I mean, they're they're the, the Marlins are going to need. Um, they're going to need Bell to keep banging and Berger to keep banging. Um, I, I mean, you know, we talk so much, you know, Luis Arise continues to lead the league in, in batting average. You know, Jorge Solar, um, you know, they've got interesting pieces, interesting team. They've Sandy Alcantara is starting to pitch better. He, he had a, he did, he was, didn't look like himself earlier in the year, and now he is. That's going to help the Marlins stay in contention. Um, you know, they got David Roberts in the closer at the trade deadline. I, you know, I'm kind of eh on him. I mean, he has his nights. It's nice for a young team like that to have an experienced closer. But, um, you know, obviously Robertson, he's, he's uh, you know, he, he's not his prime anymore. Uh, but Josh Bell, to me, is going to be that interesting wild card. I talked to him for quite a while earlier this year when I was with the Cleveland Guardians, and he was a little frustrated that he hadn't started hitting yet. And and the weird thing with Bell, I mean, you know, you hit for power in Washington, and, and then at the trade deadline a year ago, when the Padres acquired him, 
in that uh, Juan Soto deal. The second half of last year, Bell just did not contribute much, and he, he didn't seem to have. He seemed to have lost his swing, his power. I don't know. I, I kind of thought, well, maybe it was. You know, when guys get traded, sometimes it takes a while to get their feet on the ground. But I kind of thought the second half of last year uh, for him was kind of a, a loss because of the trade. But then he signed with Cleveland this year, and he didn't have much power for them either. And, and then you begin to look and figure, well, what's is this guy just lost it overnight? And he's finally belatedly showing what he once had in Miami and not a moment too late for the Marlins. Um, he, he's one of baseball's good guys. It's hard not to root for Josh Bell. Um, mm-hmm. I'm kind of hoping he, he's found it in Miami, and it'd be fun if he keeps uh, mashing for those Marlins. Certainly has in the last couple of weeks, for sure. Let's flip this over to the American League. Uh, The Orioles won a game last night. They won at San Diego. How have the Orioles become the current number one seed in the American League? Um, Oh, my gosh. Uh, Yeah, especially as Tampa Bay. The first three months, we were all singing Tampa Bay's praises. and Mm. Here we are, you know, heading into later August. Uh, You know, a couple things. I mean, the shortstop Gunnar Henderson, um, Gunnar Henderson, center fielder Cedric Mullins uh, is an exciting player defensively. They're strong up the middle, partly because of Cedric Mullins. Um, you know, pitching wise, Grayson Rodriguez, uh, you know, young guy coming into his own. He's only 23. Um, but more people around that team will tell you. It changed last year when they called up Adley Rutschman, uh, the catcher. Um, it's not often that a young rookie comes in and immediately changes the tone of a clubhouse and immediately becomes a leader. Obviously, usually you have to grow into that position to, to lead. But Rutschman is one of those rare special breeds of kids that has changed, has been able to get the, you know, the change a team. Um, a switch hitting catcher he's an offensive force, a defensive force. And, um, you know, along with the other young players they have, as they turn the keys to the car over to their young players, Rutschman, um, was that special young player that, that instantaneously changed things. And, um, you know, that, that's all part of why, why they're so good. But, um, I don't know, even with the young talent they have, um, I mean, they're still winning games at a clip far beyond what you might expect. Mm -hmm. Definitely, no question. We're going around Major League Baseball with Scott Miller of the New York Times. Okay, let's go to the AL West. Texas now leads Houston by four games in the loss column after another dominant performance last night by Max Scherzer. Max is now 3-0. and Is he just rejuvenated, getting away from the Mets chaos? It sure appears that way, Bob. Um, you know, I think what 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 motivates Scherzer and what gets him going is big games, winning, and the month of October. And you know, in New York, that's a big stage, and they're all, they're all big games, no doubt about it. Um, but the, when this year's team started spinning off the tracks, and 
you know, partly because of Scherzer early in the year. You know, he 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 had a couple of physical ailments. He 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 missed some starts. He had that suspension, uh, ten game suspension on the sticky stuff, um, and everything started going wrong for the Mets. And I think it reached a point. I was not surprised at all to see him waive his no trade clause at the trade deadline because, among other things. Um, I mean, this is a guy, I think, I looked it up at the time, I wrote about it. He's, I think the number is, he's pitched in nine of the past 11 postseasons for the mm. Tigers, the Nationals, the Mets. And that age, he's 39 or late 30s, about, you know, not far from 40. Obviously, there's not that many years left in front of him. And, and the stat I just gave you, um, this guy lives to pitch in October, and I think getting a second chance this year, given the way the Mets were going, I absolutely think that um, the trade to Texas has rejuvenated him. The other thing is, uh, with Texas, I think I think he's going to love I, – I haven't talked to him since he's been there, but I'm, I guarantee you he's going to love Bruce Bochy. Those two yeah. are made for each other. And the other thing – uh, don't forget, Mike Maddox is the Rangers pitching coach. And Maddox mm-hmm. was the pitching coach in Washington for a time when Scherzer was there. In fact, when Scherzer won back-to-back Cy Young Awards, uh, 2016 and 17 or 17 and 18, somewhere around there, he won back-to-back Cy Young Awards. It was with Washington with Mike Maddox as his pitching mm-hmm. coach. So those two work exceptionally well together. Okay, so last night Scherzer beat the Slumping Angels, who uh, – their decision to go for it is uh, backfired yeah. badly here. I know you recently wrote about the Angels. What's your yep. assessment of where Shohei Otani will be pitching and hitting next season? I still think the Dodgers. It's interesting, in the last few weeks, the San Francisco Giants, there's been a lot of chatter about them. I know they're going to try to go hard for Shohei. Um, I know the Angels, one reason they did not trade him, well, there are two reasons. One, you know, they were actually in the wild card race at the time, and they thought, well, you know, the, we, we need to go for it. But the second reason they didn't trade Otani is they have not given up on the chance to re-sign him. They would like to re-sign him. I don't think up with the money that other teams do, and I think probably Otani is going to want a breath of fresh air and a change of scenery because they just haven't been able to win. That's my own personal guess, but you know, one of the reasons they did not trade him aside from trying to win this year is they are going to try to make a run at him this winter. And they felt like if they, they are going to do that, they need to keep him this year. So they kind of have the home court advantage, so to speak, when, when the free agent market opens up, they felt like if they traded him and they gave up all rights to him right now, up being an impossibility to re-sign him on a free agent market. It still might end up being an impossibility, but at least by keeping him, maybe it's a little less of an impossibility. Okay, you mentioned the Dodgers here twice. Let's kind of end with them. I only got a couple minutes to go here, but uh, you know, they're running away with the National League West again. Do they have enough starting pitching in the postseason in October? And what, what's the Walker-Bueller plan? <laughs> Um, answer your first question. I don't know if they have enough pitching or not, but 
going to hinge on is one of the reasons they won 12 out of 13 games this year, I mean this month, uh, aside from the fact that they've had a bunch of games against Oakland and Colorado, two of the worst teams in baseball. So they had a, ske- a favorable schedule as they won 12 out of 13. But the other thing is Clayton Kershaw came back from the injured list and is looking, you know, for not, he's not looking like Clayton Kershaw in his prime, but for a 35 year old pitcher, he's doing things that Clayton Kershaw can do. Um, so he needs to stay healthy, and that's always going to be the thing going into October. It's like, well, if Kirsch is healthy, the Dodgers are going to have a better chance, and we won't know that until we get to October. The other thing is um, Julio Arias, he's had a miserably disappointing year. Um, but his last couple outings, he's starting to show signs of life. So if Kershaw's healthy and Arias bounces back to being what he used to be, that's going to go a long way, and the answer could be, yeah, they might have enough pitching in October. Um, Bueller, the Dodgers don't want to rush him. He had the Tommy John surgery early last year. In a perfect world, he wouldn't come back until next spring. But Walker Bueller being Walker Bueller on an aggressive schedule, he's really pushing himself, and he's declared that he thinks he could come back the last couple weeks of September. Obviously, it would probably be more in relief. Um, he wouldn't be built up as a starter. The Dodgers haven't publicly gotten on board with that. Um, but that's the tricky part. When there's You've got a guy like Bueller, and he's like hell-bent to return. You don't want to dampen his enthusiasm. The Dodgers aren't going to say, well, he wants to come back, but we want to take the safe route, not pitching until next spring. Um, I think they'll end up being some sort of come-to-Jesus meeting at some point when Bueller says, I'm ready to go. He and the Dodgers are going to have to sit down. And they're going to have to be, have some serious talks about what, you know, we don't want to do anything to risk your arm. Um, but I could see the Dodgers maybe working him in in short stints in the bullpen. But, you know, we'll see. All right, Scott, good stuff. Tell people how they can read your stuff and uh, follow you and uh, what you're doing. Yeah, um, at Miller BBL on. Uh, I'll, I'm still going to call it Twitter. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to use that one one letter they use, but uh, at Scott Miller BBL like baseball. Uh, we're in New York Times uh, writing. I had a big story on Jason Hayward up the other day on how the speaking of the Dodgers comeback. Um, they still remain the masters of taking somebody like Jason Hayward, who the Cubs. Yeah. Uh, said that they didn't have any use for it. They released him a year early, and he's just done a marvelous job in a specific role with the Dodgers this year, and he's happy. He's thrilled to be winning. He's a great presence in the clubhouse. So anyway, yeah, that's the latest for the New York Times. And, uh, um, yeah, at Scott Miller BBL. Good stuff, Scott. Thanks. We'll be talking. Sounds good, Bob. Take care, buddy. You too. Next segment, phone call time, general discussion if you want to get in, 602-260-1060. Also, get to today's local roundup. That'll be topped by the Diamondbacks and Rockies analysis for Monday night. Not a good Diamondbacks night again. It was uh, still had the lead going into the eighth inning. They should have had a bigger lead. The fact that they couldn't score more runs and get more base runners in Colorado against Chris, uh, Chris Flexen. That's another big problem. I'll get into that. 
Also, as I, uh, as I mentioned, phone call time if you want to get in, 602-260-1060. In this uh, one-hour uh, extravaganza known as the Sports Zone this morning, you're listening to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUSAM 1060 and KSLUX HG2 100.7. It's time for today's local roundup. Welcome back to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KISS Lux HD 2 100.7. Thanks to Scott Miller of the New York Times uh, around Major League Baseball with Scott. Also, congratulations to our winner of the four-pack of tickets for the Diamondbacks and Rangers on Monday night, ASU night uh, for the Diamondbacks. That's uh, Monday night, uh, 640 first pitch. And we'll be giving away four packs of tickets in the extra point uh, for the next three days starting tomorrow. Meanwhile, in addition to the local roundup, it is phone call time. If you want to jump aboard, feel free to interrupt any time. But if you want to do that, you got to hustle up, 602-260-1060. On to the local roundup we go. The Diamondbacks' two-game winning streak ended abruptly last night at Colorado. Merrill Kelly's six innings of two-run ball with 11 strikeouts. Put his team in position to win the game, but really the backup bullpen because the mainline bullpen guys were unavailable because they were used Saturday and or Sunday. Uh, and uh, that uh, collapsed. And also don't forget the recently anemic offense that showed up again last night in Colorado. The Diamondbacks led 4-2 heading into the bottom of the eighth inning. Joe Mantiply's awful season continued. He failed to retire any of the three hitters that he faced. Scott McGuff delivered another poor performance. He retired just one of the three hitters that he faced. Then the usually reliable Kyle Nelson allowed a hit that resulted in another run before he got the last two outs of the inning. Meanwhile, that eighth inning, the Diamondbacks led going into that inning 8-2. to two. Then uh, they ended with a 6-4 deficit. That was the final score on Monday night. After all three Diamondbacks hitters in the ninth inning, Christian Walker, Kyle Lewis, and Jace Peterson they all struck out against Rockies closer, the current closer, Justin Lawrence, and the uh, and the uh, you know that was just uh, that was not good. Um, the another offensive feeble performance by the Diamondbacks: four runs, six hits at Coors Field last night. They scored four runs in six innings against Rockies starting pitcher Chris Flexen. Flexen entered last night with an earned run average of seven point ninety two. And yet the Diamondbacks couldn't really do any significant damage against him. The Diamondbacks wasted Kelly's excellent start at Coors Field. Not a good way to start a seven-game road trip with uh, games in Colorado and San Diego, the two worst teams in the National League. You would think this is a good uh, kind of a get-well week for the Diamondbacks. But that certainly didn't start that way last night. Entering last night, the Rockies, by the way, had lost five straight in 13 of the last 18 the Rockies before last night were a season-worst 28 games below 500. The Diamondbacks have now lost 10 of their last 12 games. The only two wins over that span were Saturday and Sunday at Chase Field against the lowly Padres. Before last night, the Diamondbacks had won seven of, uh, six of seven games, six of seven games this season against the last-place Rockies. Personnel news, the roster shakeup of the last few days continued. Uh, Jake McCarthy, struggling once again, was sent to AAA Reno for the second time this season, replaced this time by Kyle Lewis, who was hitting well at the good offensive environment known as Reno and the Pacific Coast League. 
McCarthy's latest emotion came after he's just basically he's hitting 245 for the season. Almost no production. Two homers and 14 runs batted in for the season and 283 plate appearances. That's almost impossible. Uh, those numbers certainly not close to last year's surprising 283 average. He had eight homers and 43 runs batted in last year and 344 plate appearances. I'm not that surprised about McCarthy's 2023 slide because I thought he was extremely fortunate. And really, he didn't impress me as a, a consistent major leaguer from year to year when he was supposedly good in 2022. Lewis, in case you don't know, years ago was considered to be one of the top prospects in baseball. But he's now had three right knee surgeries since then. Lewis last night did play and batted fifth for the Diamondbacks. Unfortunately, zero for four with two strikeouts, including one of those three strikeouts in the ninth inning last night. Bottom line, once again, this is a week the Diamondbacks should be getting well, but blowing the Monday night game is an awful start to this week. Uh, up next, the Diamondbacks expected to try a bullpen game tonight, uh, tonight at Colorado. This might be the first of two, maybe even three bullpen games this particular week for the Diamondbacks. A couple other quick things here in the uh, local roundup. The Cardinals, in case you missed it on Monday's show, uh, they, uh, you know, they, it was learned and, uh, that Zach Ertz, uh, who's uh, – yeah, the, you know, after he he had he had a knee surgery and he tore up his knee badly. Unfortunately, he tore the ACL and MCL. But the Cardinals Zach Ertz cleared for full football activity. He's on track to play Week One. That, according to NFL Network insider Mark Gar- uh, Mike Garofolo, last season Ertz was actually on pace to catch uh, nine, eight, actually had uh, on pace to catch eighty six balls for seven hundred forty five yards and eight touchdowns before he injured his knee. In week number 10, there's been speculation around the NFL for weeks that the Cardinals might trade Ertz to make way for 2022 draft pick Trey McBride at tight end. But McBride's actually, he's been beat up in the offseason, excuse me, the uh, training camp here. He's been, uh, you know, limited. In fact, I don't think he's really had a practice yet in training camp unless it was yesterday. I didn't have time to check out whether he was out there yesterday or not, but uh that's uh, not gone for a while for McBride, but good news on Ertz, and hopefully he's uh, either good enough for the Cardinals or good enough for the Cardinals to deal him. If he's good, I can't imagine in the NFL thin tight end market out there that somebody would not be, or multiple teams I think would be interested in Zach Ertz if he can prove that he's healthy early in the season or at least uh, you know, between now and the start of the season. All right, coming up next, we'll have a news update with Corey. That will be followed by the conclusion of today's show with the National Roundup. That will include uh, some MLB scoreboard info from last night and uh, whatever else we can jam into the final segment of today's one-hour radio extravaganza known as the Sports Zone. You are listening to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KSLUX HD 2 100.7. Welcome back. Final segment of today's Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and Cast Lux HD 2 100.7. My apologies. We don't have a tire, the entire time to play this easy top intro here. 
Uh, so it is thank you time. As always, we thank you for listening. Special thanks to the callers, emailers, tweeters, textures, whatever, and uh, whoever else slipped through the cracks, however that goes. Uh, thanks to today's guests around Major League Baseball. Had some Diamondbacks discussion, NL Wildcard discussion, Texas Rangers discussion. Got into the Dodgers a little bit, Shohei Otani's future. All that was Scott Miller from the New York Times. Sound of the day courtesy of ESPN, Fox, CBS, Major League Baseball, TNT, also Tex 105.3, that's the Rangers flagship, and Fox 940 AM. Special thanks, as always, to Kayla, Corey, and Aaron. All right, uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, it's hard to believe that the Rangers and Angels were both buyers before the trade deadline. The Rangers did the right thing. The Angels did not do the right thing. That's not surprising on that case. Uh, Monday night, Max Scherzer allowed just only one infield single, one walk, struck out a season-high 11 and in seven innings, his third win and three starts for Texas now as the Rangers beat the Angels 12-0 last night. Marcus Simeon, two hits and a season-high five runs batted in for him, including a three-run homer. Meanwhile, the Angels, it's not going well. Uh, Angels pitchers allowed 12 runs or 12 hits, excuse me, walked eight, one intentionally, and then threw two wild pitches, and uh, that was uh, it. Didn't go well, needless to say. It was, went so poorly that former Diamondback Eduardo Escobar actually pitched the eighth inning in that game last night for the Angels. Meanwhile. Uh, Max Fried looked good again. He allowed uh, two runs in his first home start uh, in more than uh, three months. And uh, Nicky Lopez, one of their uh, trade additions in Atlanta, had three hits and three runs bad in. Looks like he's going to get some extended time. It appears that uh, Ozzie Albies is going on the injured list uh, for the Braves. Last night was the first game that Albies did not start this season for the Braves. Uh, he had discomfort uh, on Sunday after leaving that game with cramping in his left hamstring, and it looks like uh, you know, they have a comfortable lead, needless to say, and, uh, you know, as far as uh, the, certainly the division goes. And uh, I don't know if they're, uh, you know, they're trying to hold on to, and be the best record in the National League, so we'll see if that matters, whether Albies comes back or not, but it appears he's headed for the injured list. Meanwhile, the Marlins went deep last night against Framber Valdez and the Astros. Jorge Soler, Luis Arias, and then Josh Bell hit consecutive home runs in the eighth inning. The first of those two were against Valdez. The Marlins beat the Astros 5-1 last night. Uh, Valdez uh, limited the Marlins to four hits and two runs, two earns through seven and two-thirds innings, but then the roof kind of caved in for him in that eighth inning. And then, All right, some other quick things here from 49ers camp. Uh, Valley product Brock Purdy has been cleared to participate in three consecutive practices without an off day. Of course, he's coming back from the offseason elbow surgery. Giants running back Kendra, uh, Kendra Miller, uh, excuse me, not Giants, the Saints running back Kendra Miller, uh, injured in the preseason opener, could be on track for the start of the season. That injury, uh, not nearly as bad as it seemed like at first. He actually injured the same right knee during the Fiesta Bowl, TCU's Fiesta Bowl victory over Michigan. College football, two-time national championship. Georgia, you would expect this. They're the number one AP team in the preseason top 25. They got 60 of 63 first-place votes uh, to easily outdistance number two, Michigan. They got two first-place votes. And number three, Ohio State, got one first-place vote. Two more SEC teams rounded out the top five. Alabama, number four. 
That is the lowest Alabama preseason ranking in more than a decade. That's pretty amazing in itself. A lot of things about Alabama's program, pretty amazing, but that might be near the top of the list. And LSU is ranked fifth with Jaden Daniels, the former ASU quarterback. Now they're starter there. A couple quick baseball notes uh, notes here. Angels star outfielder Mike Trout said on Monday he's improving uh, and trying to come back from the injured list. Um, I don't know what the big hurry is at this point because the Angels are done. But uh, the next Trout, uh, tr- next step for Trout, trying to combine words and letters there, it's always a bad idea. Uh, next step for Trout is to face live pitching. That according to Phil Nevin, and uh, that would happen in the next couple of days. Meanwhile, the Cardinals they haven't had much go right this year. Steven Matz has been good lately, though, but he ended up on the injured list yesterday. And also Adam Wainwright, still two wins short of 200 in his career. He's been trashed in his last two starts, hit hard. In fact, he allowed eight runs and got no outs into the second inning on Saturday at Kansas City. He will, at least for now, remain in the rotation. I assume he's remaining in the rotation because they want to try to get him 200 wins, and it appears this is his last year as a major league pitcher and player, for that matter. All right, that's it for the Sports Zone for today. We'll uh, return on Wednesday. Uh, We'll have a full uh, three-hour block of local morning programming, starting with the Sports Zone from 9 to 10. That'll be followed by the Extra Point, hosted by Kayla. Also, tomorrow we will preview the Titans at 9.15 and the Ravens at 9.15. The Titans at 9.15, Ravens at 10.15. This has been the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. Thanks for listening.